Hello, this is Father Stanislaw, and I'm so happy that you decided to journey with me closer and closer to the Father by listening, understanding, and living the gospel. Let's open our minds and our hearts to receive the Word of God. I hope that you too have felt inspired by the Word of God to make sure that uh, we become more and more attentive to everybody who is around us and always be the very first one to love and to share God's love and to share all that God has given us so that we become better, everybody around us can become better as well. I wish you well. Know that I'm praying for you and I hope you say you will say a prayer for me so that I may continue in this ministry. I'll talk to you soon and God bless. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to the Pharisees, There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen and dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld, where he was in torment, he raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, my child, remember what you received was what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he is comforted here, whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, that he may warn them, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone shall rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord.
you probably noticed that the readings start to change, right? The tone and the subject matter start to change. And they will change even more because we are getting closer and closer to the end of the liturgical cycle, which means that Advent is coming up. Not yet, not yet. And you know what's happening after Advent, right? Yes. So, but the closing of the liturgical cycle always invites us to start looking at not only our life on this side of creation, but also on the other side of creation. We will hear more and more stories about heaven and hell. What's going to be on the final exam? That's what, no matter, when I used to teach, no matter what our information I was giving my students, there was always someone who would raise their hands and would say, what? Is this going to be on the test? That's all that matters. So we will hear about the final exam test. So keep on coming. So Jesus tells us what the test will be on. And he gives us the answer too. So he loves us so much. But anyway, so you will also hear that the, the voice, the vocabulary, the, 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 the whole thing is starting to change. There is a little bit more intensity, more purpose, and it's good because we want to start thinking about closing the year. So we are going to take an inventory about our journey this past year, where we have been, where we are in our spiritual life. Have we grown? Have we left the same? The, have we been challenged? What is going on? We heard, for example, in the first reading, a word that is very interesting. We, Amos says, the Lord says, woe to you who are complacent in Zion. That's a strange word. Sometimes I confuse that word with complicit. You know, we become an accomplice. That's not it. A complacent person is someone who is content with oneself. But yeah, I'm okay. And this complacency can come from either carelessness, whatever, or even from arrogance. Of course I'll be okay. Why doesn't God want me to in heaven? I'm adorable, right? So, so this is something that we need to look at because God apparently is pointing the finger and says, if that's what you think, you're going in the wrong direction. Why? Well, we have been challenged in so many ways to take a look at different sides of our lives, of our way of thinking. And today, we get another powerful parable. You remember last Sunday, we meditated on the parable of the um, bizarre um, accountant who was dishonest. He, was, he tricked the master once, and then he was doing something with his customers. He was trying to build up stronger relationships so that he could land on his feet because he was caught and the master would probably let him go. So he had a plan and Jesus told, them, told us, look at those guys. They're incredibly smart. They have a plan and they know how to reach it. Say, so how come we, children of the light, just expect things to happen in our lives. We think that just by showing up to church, we are going to go places. 
It's like me wanting to go to Florida on vacation, and I'm in, in my garage, okay? And I pretend to go, and just because I'm in a car, I can think that I'm going somewhere. How many of you will call the doctor or somebody, you know? But sometimes when it comes to our spiritual life, we just say, oh, of course, you know, I, show, I, I listen to those homilies. I, it must mean, I must get some points out of those, right? So, but we need to take, again, a look at our lives and see how we are responding. But now the parable today helps us to take another look at something that may happen to us. We have this parable based on two people who are geographically close to each other and yet very, very far away. There is a rich man. We, you should know by now that every time we hear in the Gospel of Luke, especially rich men, we should go, ooh. Because they, when they're identified in this way, you know it's not going to end up well. You remember what I said about wealth. Wealth is not the problem. Having things is not the problem. In the mentality of Jesus, whatever has been given to us must make our life better, but it makes somebody else's life better as well. Okay? Goods have to move. Whenever we get something and we hold it, we get into major problems. It's a natural thing. It's a natural thing. It's not Jesus having a different theory. We are made in this way. When we don't share what's in our heart, it becomes poisonous. People get sick when they keep a secret for too long. But also, our body is made for that. All our cells are made to give life, okay? To the point that they split and they become, they multiply. Isn't that true? I saw a video, so say yes. But what happens with one cell, it takes one cell that instead of giving, takes. That cell becomes cancer. So we are not made for keeping it. That's why Jesus thinks that people who have been blessed to receive things and they keep it to themselves, they are like, they're sick. So this man not only is sick, he, is really, he really has a problem with personal identity. Why? He's identified as someone who is dressed in purple and fine linens. That's the most extravagant thing ever, okay? Today we would say he has, um, you know, brand, very famous uh, stylist clothes. You could tell that I don't shop. <laughs> I can come up with one. But anyway. Um, and then he has banquets every day. But come on. Every day. He goes to the best restaurants, we would say today. I mean, the top restaurants in town every single day. What is trying to cover up with all those clothes? And what is he trying to satisfy with all those wonderful dinners. Huh? It makes you, of course, they didn't have psychology back then. We do, so yay. But we can ask, start asking this question. We too, sometimes, when we cannot realize who we are anymore, we try to cover up. We try to fill up with something else. 
that rich man can be and is what, like in every parable, that is part of us in all those characters. But what is his problem? Did he violate any laws? Nope. He is a good guy. He is a good guy. He didn't commit any crimes. He recognized Father Abraham, so I guess he went to church. Well, there were no churches. He went to synagogue, to temple. Um, and he's concerned about his family. He's a good guy, don't you think? So what is his problem? Why did he wake up? He didn't wake up, he died, I'm sorry. <laughs> Why did he die and find himself in the netherworld, in hell, we will call it hell? Because he was complacent. He was so self-absorbed that he didn't see that there was someone who strangely is the only one who has the name in this parable, right outside his door. Not around the corner or on the streets. I, you know, I never got that side, maybe I missed it. It was right there. Strangely, he knows who he is because when he sees him with Abraham, he says, send Lazarus. He is in a completely different world. He is in his own little world. And because he was stuck in his world, he was complacent, he was blind and deaf. He could see, he could hear, but he certainly could not recognize the voice of someone in need saying, dude, even the leftovers of your incredible banquet will make an awesome dinner for me. And that's the tragedy. When we are so taken, so absorbed, that we don't see. You know when I realized this, I spent a day and a half, two days, in DC. I took a seminar. And in DC, people apparently, uh, there I was, I was walking, you know, was trying to go to the place where I was supposed to go. And everybody had, uh, Airpods, okay? Almost everybody. Or they had uh, a device in front of them. And they were walking, okay? Crossing streets, I don't know, whatever. But they were not able to see the other. So at one point, as we were waiting for the, 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 the light to change so we could cross, I happened to say to someone who just passed by, Good morning. And <laughs> people speak, <laughs> you know. And I smile. I said, it's okay, you go first. And she, she took it up like, oh, okay. Like, do you want something? I said, don't worry. <laughs> like, it, I got, oh my goodness, it's so easy for us to be absorbed by what we do. Now, did they do anything wrong? No. They were going to work. They were making the world a better place, I hope but they were not able to see the rest of us. And sometimes it can happen with us as well, that because we become so self-absorbed, we don't realize we cannot be ourselves without each other. I cannot be myself without you. I will be uh, welcomed as uh, pastor, officially, you know, uh, at, at 10.30 and uh, tomorrow, 
And um, so I will sign the papers, it's official. But the pastor cannot be a pastor. I cannot be, really, I cannot be myself without you. And can you be a parishioner without a pastor? No. You see? It's a relationship. But we have to start spreading, enlarging our consciousness, our awareness that I cannot be myself as a human being without all the people. We are cells of the body of Christ. If cells don't work well, we go to the doctor, right? We, we need to make it right. And that's what we want to do today. Start looking at our life and say, based on how I live my life here, my future will be determined, and my future, the future I want, will shape my present. How am I going to adjust my course? Do I feel like I'm okay? Don't need to change. Other people have to change. Other people have to be better Catholics. Me? Talk. Or I say, hey, what's going on here? What is the, the, the one thing that needs to be changed so that I take an active part in the body of Christ? And just complaining doesn't make it. We have to all build up something worth building. And what else can it be more wonderful than build, helping each other build up the body, each other as the body of Christ? That's what we're meant to be. So as we continue to pray, we want to thank the Lord that He's invited us today say, in thinking about who we are. We are His children, but we are cells of the body of Christ. And the body can only be healthy when each cell does what they're supposed to do. Whatever they get, they pass it on. And it can be done in many ways. Some people give treasure, you know. Um, economically, obviously, we have to pay the bills and the mortgage. Other people give with treasure. They volunteer because they have some skills and things. Others give their time. What are we giving so that we can become stronger and witness to all people that whatever it is that we say we believe really changes our lives? And that's what we want for each person out there to experience that God loves them so that they too can become truly themselves and wonderfully proclaim that God is welcoming us home, especially when we will see him face to face and we want to hear him say, welcome home. Let us pray. O oh God, who manifest your almighty power above all by pardoning and showing mercy. Be so, we pray, your grace abundantly upon us and make those hastening to attain your promises heirs to the treasures of heaven. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.